right, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Heady Jams, a grateful podcast. It's your boy Ira Lipsy, the eye of the world. I am joined live via the telephone by my boy St. Stephen. We are still in the throes of social distance and shelter in place, all that good stuff. So hopefully you're out there staying safe and being well. So St. Stephen and I, we've so far we've put out two episodes. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on SoundCloud or iTunes. I really highly recommend you subscribe on iTunes. You can find us, Heady Jams, a grateful podcast. Really want you to subscribe. That way Apple knows I'm doing the goods. But we talked about the different episodes, and then we started talking about special editions. You know, so St. Stephen said, how about an episode where we have the tapes that we listen to kind of at the beginning of our dead career the ones that influence us the most to get into the dead. And that was a great idea. And we got some other ideas for some uh, in the future. But the influential tapes is what this episode is going to be called. And I think we've got a good cross-section. It's not too long, uh, but we have a good cross-section of the tapes that we listened to kind of at the beginning that made us really get into the dead. The first song or two songs that we have on this episode is from 62885 Hershey, Pennsylvania, and it's the music never stopped into the Tom Thumb Blues, or just like Tom Thumb Blues, if you if blues if you prefer. And it's one that is a tape, one of my first tapes, probably one of St. Stephen's first tapes, and it's an unbelievable music, it's similar to the Shakedown Street from 6:30. You think they're going to end? They just keep going. It's full of highlights. It's unbelievable. St. Stephen, tell me about the music Tom Thumb. Oh, yeah, I got to say that this is some of the, what we're going to be playing today, what you're going to be listening to, definitely some of the stuff that got me into the Grateful Dead when I first started listening to them. I remember uh, I, you gave me this bootleg back in high school. This is probably the second bootleg I ever had, right when I was getting into this band. And this one, I mean, you and I have talked about this one over the years. We've listened to this one over and over again. It's like we know every single note they play. And this was from that great 85 summer tour. This is the second set opener in Hershey, Pennsylvania. A uh, nice venue I've actually been to. I saw Fish there uh, in 96, which was pretty cool getting to see that venue just after hearing this tape so many times. But this is one of the ones that got me into the dead. I mean, just as soon as I heard this, I knew this, this stuff was awesome. This music never stopped. Tom Thumb Blues. It's songs they've played so many times, but one of the greatest things about this band is sometimes they'll just play a version, like we call a heady version. It just sounds, it, it sounds like they've never, something like they've never played before, never played since. This music never stopped. The jam is just lights out. Incredible. Especially you want to, you know, the intro that Bobby gives. Well, that's what I was going to say. You want to tell them about the special treat they have coming their way? Oh yeah, you're gonna. I, I just think we need to play it. Let them listen to the uh, to the intro. But just a little bit about the uh, about the music never stops. Just it usually is played as a first set closer. This is a second set opener. They start off in just a super laid back groove, but it's it's really tight. The drummers are just so on in that summer of '85. Barry's on fire, and then you got Brent Midland on the organ and the keyboards uh, during this uh, one-two punch to open up the second set. Bobby's just leading the, the way, but the drums are really tight, and it goes into that jam right after the lyric. Yeah, and, and tell me, am I, I don't know if I'm mistaken or not, but 
Tom Thumb was a sh- kind of a short-lived Phil song. Is that am I accurate on that? So I, I think they started playing that. This is when it was relatively new uh, that they start start playing Tom Thumb blues. But then they played it throughout the rest of the band's career. But they never played it again like this one you're going to hear. Uh, this one is super laid back as it comes out of just this incredible jam to end music never stops. I mean, they, they you think that the song's going to wrap up and they're going to transition to the next song, but then they play this little fill that just starts building again and again, and then they jam it out a second time. And then it just melts right into this Tom Thumb, and it's just the most laid back groove, and Phil Lesh had just kind of started singing again, and he's kind of ad-libbing the lyrics. My best friend, my drummer, won't even tell me what it is that I dropped. <laughs> I started out on Heineken, but I soon hit the harder stuff. Classic. Yeah, that is definitely a classic. And then after the Tom Thumb, we throw another one that was an influential one for me, for sure. It's 42971, which is from the Fillmore East. And it's the last show ever at the Fillmore East. And what you have here is the Bill Graham speaking to the crowd, thanking the band, and reintroducing the band for the encore. And it is, if you've never heard it before, you're going to want to hear it more and more and more because it is a riot. And then they go into this unbelievable rocker of a midnight hour. Uh, So, so smooth. It's so good. Pigpen on the vocals. It's a really, it's a really one of my, you know, it's a great, it's a great Wilson Pickett song, but the great, the Grateful Dead, as Etta James once said, the greatest blues blues band, Grateful Dead. They can play those R and B songs, uh, you know, like the people who actually wrote the songs and re- originally recorded them. Yeah, this this one was such a great one to go back and listen to. It's been a while since I had heard this one, but again, another one that you and I had in the early days, and you know, Bill Graham, uh, who was a you know legendary concert promoter pays tribute to the band at, at one of his venues, the Fillmore East in New York City, and you get some just great crowd approval. It kind of really, it's really makes you kind of feel like one of, one of these early shows was it's the Grateful Dead really started breaking out to become one of the best live bands uh, in rock and roll back in those days. That was right when the early days they started the Deadheads mailing list, and it was when Pigpen was still just a, such a strong part of the band. They, they were breaking out all these new songs, but a lot of times in the shows, Pigpen... They, they would just let Pigpen take over and just become his backing band. And for those that haven't heard a lot of Pigpen stuff, this is a really good intro into how great he can he, he can make Grateful Dead just a basic blues jam band, and Pigpen just takes over, bands back, and it's it's such great stuff. It's so so great to go back and listen to this one. Yeah, now I want you to introduce I want you to introduce this. Oh, hold on. That sent me back. That that just gave me flashbacks of just rolling around. Back in my old 1986 Volvo 240, letting Bill Lesh blow my speakers out as I was driving around listening to this one. I, I used to wear that tape out. These are such good selections that, that we're putting in here. I'm, I'm really glad you picked these. Yeah, now why don't you introduce this next one, because this is, this is one that you uh, put on my radar, and it's a, it's, a really, it's a really good one, and you have a special – another, you know, like I said, a lot of these became part of our repertoire because they had some special – elements to them and this is from uh, normal illinois 78 why don't you introduce this one oh yeah this is 
the one we played uh, the music never stopped from uh, one of the first podcast, maybe the second podcast we played this was the first Grateful Dead bootleg I ever had. And it's just it's such a good one. Again, they're you know in that spring of '78, such a great era of the band. Um, right off of that great year of 1977. But what's interesting about this, this version here, again, this is stuff you'll never hear on other versions. Me and my uncle, Big River, they probably played that. There's no telling how many times they played that combo. But this one right here on this night, they just happened to be on. And, and the thing about this is this came out right when disco was so huge. You know, Saturday Night Fever had just come out uh, at the end of 1977, and, and that soundtrack was just, you know, it's chart buster. It was all over the place. It's just interesting to hear that you would never think disco would influence the Grateful Dead, but it absolutely did. You know, Mickey Hart kind of took an interest in it. You know, the album Shakedown Street has a lot of disco influence. A lot of deadheads hated it, couldn't stand it, and it turned them off. You know, a lot of the old heads. But, you know, I, I disagree. I think it's awesome. The drummers are so tight in this. They start off with a little tease. If you'll listen to the beginning, you'll hear a little tease of staying alive. Uh, right before they launch into me and my uncle, a song they probably played. There's no telling how many times they played it. But this is such a great version, and it goes into a super hot big river. Uh, the drum beats, you know, you definitely want to pay attention to. But they switch off drum beats in this big river. It's something I've I've never heard them do. They'll start kind of fast, and they'll hit this other groove. The, the music is playing the band in this version right here from uh, Normal Field, uh, Normal Illinois, uh, the Horton Field House, April 24, 78. Yeah, and what I what I love about it is not only do you have the staying alive tease, but as you listen to the the me and my uncle on the big river, throughout each of those two songs, they're throwing in little snippets of staying alive as they're playing those songs, and you, if you're paying attention, you'll really you'll notice them a lot. Um, Pete Gotch on the piano is just is teasing right through through me and my uncle. He. So on the show, he's been really nice solo uh, in that in that big river. Uh, but it, it is cool to hear them use that throughout this. Really cool. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, what we're going to do now is we're going to go ahead and let this play, and then we'll come back and we'll talk about the second half of this this show or this set that we've got uh, for you. And we've got some other huge influential uh, items for you to talk about uh, when we come back. So enjoy. The first part, Music Never Stopped, Tom Thumb Blues from Hershey 85, Midnight Hour from Fillmore East 71, and me and my uncle Big River with a Staying Alive tease from Normal Illinois 1978. Singing in the rain. Yeah. 
true Don't you put on an ass When you're down on Rumorg Avenue They got some hungry creatures there that surely make a mess out of you. Now if you see St. Annie, please tell her thanks a lot. Oh, my eye stocks all are twisted. My tentacles are all in a knot. Another drop And my best friend, my drummer Won't even tell me what it was that I The peasants call her the goddess of blue. She speaks good English. She invites you up to her room. To be what they claim If you're looking to get silly You better go on Back to where you came Cause the cops don't eat you And, and they expect the same
took was on everybody There was a need for anybody there to bluff I'm going back to San Francisco I do believe I've had enough We hold just one second, please. Just one second, please. We don't know when we are going to have the next opportunity, the people that work here. So for us, to them, we want to thank them. And there's a question that I can't answer. There, is there anyone really like the Grateful Dead? It's an amazing, an amazing group. Give, give credit where credit is due. One of the ushers before, I think, wrapped it all up. You can use sentences and sentences and some... Someone, someone was talking about music and this usher before said, the Grateful Dead aren't just music, they're an environment, which is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard. So if you want to, if you want to, if you want, for one time, if you want to applaud, fine, but instead of yelling more and more and more, why don't you try sometime thinking that the musicians are here, they're hanging out, leave it up to them, and don't be assholes all the time, just leave it hang and leave it up to them, okay? More, 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 more. Just hang out, okay? the last ounce right out, aren't you? Hey, well, this is our last gig at the Fillmore East, apparently, you know, and I'd just like to hear of a, a little appreciation for Bill Graham. You're in the whole place.
South Colorado, West Texas bound. We stopped over in Santa Fe.
Okay, folks, welcome back. That was whew, some face-melting action. Music Never Stopped, Tom Thumb Blues from 62885 Hershey, Pennsylvania. Midnight Hour, Fillmore East, 42971. And the Staying Alive, Me and My Uncle Big River from Normal, Illinois. That's 42878. That's correct. All right. So to kick off the second half, I'm going to go to a song that was really influential and when I started listening to the band, and it was Dark Hollow. My first album, really my first dead period, was Reckoning. And Reckoning, as you know, is uh, part of a live album uh, acoustic from the shows that they did at the Warfield and at Radio City Music Hall around 1980. And Dark Hollow is just, I could have picked any number of the songs from that one, but Dark Hollow was a song that, you know, I never really thought about, I didn't know that much about the Grateful Dead, I never really thought about them being a country or a folk or a bluegrass type situation, and here's this acoustic song where they're doing this real mellow, you know, it's not a country song, but it's kind of country, it's kind of bluegrass, it's kind of folksy, and it made me think about well, here's, you know, I've heard some other songs before, and then now here's this other song, this totally different genre of music that this band plays so well. It really got me opened up to all other type, you know, to other types of music because before The Grateful Dead, I was really into uh, rap, big into the 80s rap scene, Run DMC, Eric B. and Rakim, and I was also big into blues, B.B. King, ZZ Top, uh, Freddie King, Albert Collins. Those were my go-tos. And then as I started to get into more classic rock and roll, you know, like Led Zeppelin and that type of stuff, and then the Grateful Dead comes along, and I'm like, it's not just rock and roll. It's blues. It's R&B. It's rock and roll. It's psychedelic music. It's country. It's western. It's bluegrass. It's folk. And I was just like, you know, who, who would think that a band would cover so many genres of music, but Dark Hollow, as I, you know, that's just, like I said, that's my example but reckoning the acoustic stuff from it was actually from 10 7 1980 and that was just uh it was just a real influential moment for me that i could realize that i didn't have to shut my ears to other types of you know genres i guess would be the way to say it yeah, that, that's such a great point you make there about about the grateful dead about about this band i, I similar to you i had you know, i listened to the dead was something i got into after listening to a lot of different blues, classic rock. So it's kind of like it's, you have a, a baseline of stuff that you listen to. The Dead draw on that, but they draw from so many different types of music that it's, it, and they make it sound like something you haven't heard. So it's just this acoustic album that they have, Reckoning. Yeah, I would highly recommend anybody listening to The Grateful Dead. If you haven't heard Reckoning, it, it's one of the greatest live albums they put out. I'd put it probably top three you know, live live albums that they put out. And this was from, you know, they did a tour in 80 where they would play their two, you know, their general two electric set, but then they would sit down for an acoustic set and they played the Warfield Theater in San Francisco and then they played Radio City Music Hall in New York. And they played all this, like, Americana music that, you know, such as the song Dark Hollow, which, you know, it was a folk song that came out in the 50s. And they put their own spin on it. And it's, it's just so cool. It's such a great song. And it just shows, it's another example of how this band can take so many different forms of music, make it their own, and make it accessible for the fans. 
it's just it sounds awesome. Yeah, now the next set we got, the next two songs, it really needs no introduction. It is what most people would say comes from the greatest Grateful Dead show ever, 5877 Cornell. It's the Scarlet Fire, and, you know, that's it. I mean, I don't know what else, you know, I'm, I can think of things to say, but it won't do any justice. What What can you say about the Scarlet Fire? Cornell 77, May 1977, is probably their most infamous show. I believe a recording of it exists in the uh, Library of Congress. It's the most widely traded Grateful Dead bootleg out there. Whether or not it's the greatest show they ever played, you know, I I don't know if I would go that far. Uh, A lot of people would. Um, And they are absolutely on fire. And this is a show, again, any deadhead that hasn't heard Cornell 77, they need to they need to make it a point to go listen to that entire show. That, that tour was incredible, and they're just on this night. And this version of Scarlet Fire, uh, it, it's another one where, you know, you use the phrase, music plays the band. I mean, it's just, they are locked in. When they were, you know, they, they were in the recording studio, recording the Terrapin Station album, uh, worked with the uh, fame producer Keith Olsen, and the band was just, it, it was the tightest, I think they ever sat sounded after their hiatus in 1975 when they took a year off and they came back and they were just on and this version just it, I don't know how long is this version 20-25 minutes Smoke. total it's, it's about 25 minutes yeah incredible and it's right at the beginning when they first started transitioning from Scarlet into Fire you know they, they, they existed as two separate songs and this is kind of right when they first started playing these two songs together the Fire is just the, the soul Jerry soloing blistering solo and fire on the mouth yeah oh again it's one of the one of the best grateful dead songs ever the lyrics are incredible this is this is a definitive version of scarlet fire hands down yeah no no doubt about it it really is and then we go to something that i was uh i was loving out when we when you mentioned we should do something that was you know based around our early influential tapes first one that came to my mind 923 87 philly spectrum I always had a big, you know, took a shining towards the show because it was like the day before my birthday, not my birth year, but the 924. So 923, I was like, oh, it's, you know, it's awesome. And it's Good Lovin' into La Bamba, back into Good Lovin'. So the movie La Bamba, the story of Richie Valens had just come out, and it was a big-time movie, and the music was great, done by Los Lobos, which Los Lobos and the, and the Dead were, I guess you would say they were friends, uh, they kind of did some stuff together, uh, and the Los Lobos had, co- had did some covers uh, of, de- of dead songs. So they were, you know, they were familiar with one another. And so you're in this good loving, and you got the good b- the Brent backup vocals, and then all of a sudden, and Jerry's singing La Bamba, and it's just it's fantastic. It kind of gives you like a little chill, and the good loving's unbelievable as well. It's a really solid good loving. And that whole second set, and we may have to play that eventually someday, the whole second set, it's a, it's a darn good show. But that Good Lovin' La Bamba, Good Lovin' was really, uh, was really one of the first things I you know, picked up when I had a, my first real live bootleg. Oh, yeah, this is definitely one that gave me back in the old, uh, back in the old days. I remember a uh, great audience tape of this show. And, again, you talk about uh, taking a song like, you know, a rock and roll standard like Good Lovin', and they played it in 
several different ways. You know, they played it back in the early days, in the early, you know, the mid '60s, the early days. They played in the '70s with Big Ten, and then they kind of brought it back for the Disco Dead era. And then here they are in the '80s playing a different version of it. Talk about just a song that everybody knows. Good love, and everybody knows this song, but you haven't heard it like the Dead play it. And they play this one live. And then, like you said, you know, what, that movie had come out. You know, the Rick Valens movie, La Bamba, had come out, and then, you know, all of a sudden Jerry just. It just takes over in the middle of the good love. And the song is played basically the same way. It goes seamless when they go right to the other. But Jerry just steps up and starts singing the lyrics. The crowd goes wild. It's awesome. Great example. Great example of some you know, late 80s era live, live grateful day. Yeah. And then we're going to wrap up the show. We're going to wrap up the show with a song that was also a big influence on me because, it you know, just like Dark Hollow was the thing that, opened my mind to, you know, the other genres like folk or country or whatever, that type of thing. Then here's this song, Viola Lee Blues. And it was on the Harper College, 5270, 1970, at the uh, uh, Binghamton, New York. And it was also one of my first shows that I had on tape. And then, I'm, you know, I get to this part, and I'm listening to it, and I'm like, okay, you know, it's, a, it's like a slower kind of blues song. And then here comes like a 12 minute jam where they're going absolutely crazy, like psychedelic acid rock acid test, just, just insanity. And then it all winds up for the final like verse, the slowed down version for the final verse. And I would get in the, I would listen to it many, many times. And when it gets wrapped up, I'm just like, Oh man, I'm like it was it was like exhausting for me and I didn't even play the music and they recorded it in 1970. I mean, you know, it's just it's so high energy and psychedelic and and rocking and hardcore. It's just a it's one of my favorite from that, you know, from that early era. Uh on all accounts, blues, rock, acid rock, whatever psychedelic rock, whatever you want to call it. It really encapsulates everything. Um that song version here this this finally blues i mean this is this is classic primal dead i mean this is the early days taking a blues number and just you know taking it way further than than the song you ever thought it would go and they just totally jammed this one out back in the, the 1970s this classic show being in new york uh, great acoustic set start the show off and then they go electric this is just incredible it, it's primal primal grateful dead right here that's a that's a great word for it primal dead all right, so that's going to be the second, the final song. So here's a quick recap for you. Music Never Stop, Tom Thumb Blues from 628.85, Hershey, Pennsylvania, 429.71, Fillmore East. That's going to be the midnight hour. Then you've got from Normal, Illinois, 428.78, Me and My Uncle in Big River, plus the Staying Alive tease. Then from the Reckoning album or from 10-7-1980 is Dark Hollow, then the infamous Scarlet Fire from 5877 Cornell. Then you go into the Good Lovin' La Bamba Good Lovin' from 92387 Philly Spectrum. And you cap it all off with the primal Viola Lee Blues from 521970 Binghamton, New York. And stay tuned for more special editions, but also keep an eye out for the regular episodes. And we'll keep you updated on Twitter. That's at Hetty Jams. W-E-V-L, you can find us on Twitter, you can find the podcast on SoundCloud, search Heady Jams, or please subscribe to iTunes Podcasts, 
Hetty Jams, a grateful po- a grateful podcast. That way, it'll just automatically update for you when the new episodes come out. Saint Stephen, as always, I appreciate your help. Thanks for chiming in on this. Hopefully, you all are staying safe as we remain socially distanced. But uh, it's always good to talk about the dead. Absolutely, great picks on this uh, on this podcast. There, uh, this is some stuff took me back. Some some awesome Grateful Dead here. So excited to listen to this. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot. Enjoy. Stay stay safe out there. And we'll talk to you soon for episode number 3.5 or number 3 or non-special edition. Stay tuned. I'd rather be in some dark hollow Where the sun don't ever shine Than to be in some big city In a small room with a girl on my mind So blow your whistle freight train Rather be in some dark hollow where the sun don't ever shine, but to be home alone, knowing that you're gone would cause to lose my mind.
All right, now we're gonna play everybody's favorite fun game, Move Back. Now, when I tell you take a step back, everybody take a step back, right? Right. Okay, take a step back. And take another step back. And take yet another step back. And another, take a step back. Everybody feel better? What do you mean, no? Uh, see, uh, all these people in front are getting horribly smashed here. So uh, that means all you people in the back have to move back. Or feel Just real guilty. Some. Then all your friends up front won't be real bug-eyed.
Jackson. Where are 